Let's start in Rwanda, where African startups raise five billion U.S. dollars as global investors show some confidence in the continent. When when I say Africa is open for business, is because of stories like this. Because <laughs> these companies are not necessarily known elsewhere in the world until they do something phenomenal. An organization called Bridge International, this is the African Investment Report of, of theirs. And, and these companies include interesting ones like Zipline, which you know, Elvis, was responsible for the deployment of drones in Rwanda and in Ghana. And there's another one called Ampersand. And this is an electric motorbike company that's based in Rwanda. And it just tells you that when you hear about things and technology leading the way in Africa, you think it will be something we're just theorizing about. But when finance people, whether it's private venture capital or private equity funding or simple startup funding from banks, when the money like that starts flowing into these companies and their startups, you know that it's for real. There you go. That's uh, one of the stories that we are actually going to focus on. Let's move now to Nigeria. Nigeria lifts Twitter suspension after seven months. Yeah, I remember there was a tweet in June or so which by the president of Nigeria and, and Twitter suspended it or deleted it. And that was read as, as something anti-Nigerian government sentiment. And you've seen it a lot in, in Africa, a lot Elvis, where people suspend the use of social media, although it happens in China from time to time, but mainly in African countries. If you recall, what is it, Ethiopia did a similar thing with social media. Uganda during elections did that. Zimbabwe did a similar thing. And if I recall, President Emerson Nangakwa even mistakenly tweeting to announce this position to the people of Zimbabwe after he had suspended the Internet, forgetting that he couldn't reach them because of the very suspension he had enforced. So this time, Twitter is making advances towards the government of Nigeria to reassure them. And eventually, the Minister of Information, of, of Communications, recommending to the president and the government following suit that, that the ban should be suspended. But it's just one of those things where, in the end, you will think you have suspended this. Nigerians were not able to use Twitter, except they were using virtual private networks, and they still were able to communicate. It's a futile exercise. It happened in the Arab Spring that the governments tried to suspend Facebook and social media, but still people were able to communicate. It's one of those just whistling in the wind kind of exercises. Nobody's really going to hear you. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft appointed a new strategic partnership lead for Africa. Tell me more. This is a Ghanaian woman who who has a lot of experience, 20 years, including working for IBM in Central and Western Eastern Africa. She was based in Kenya at one point, a businesswoman, Angela Kiemertejimo. And she she's Ghanaian, as I said. And this transformation office is not transformation in the way we know it in South Africa. It's more to facilitate participation of Microsoft in startups, in, in, in a lot of other fields that, 
that will make it a lot more entrenched on the African continent. When when we talk about the importance of localization, it's in, in instances of this nature because you get a Ghanaian West African businesswoman with 20 years experience with companies like IBM, but she has also worked elsewhere on the continent. You you take the advantage of Microsoft's global footprint and expertise, but you inject a bit of in what is it local talent although she's educated elsewhere in the world this is just to show that you often need to localize because the people who are local have an interest in the area where you're trying to grow they have more credibility because they look like the continent's people that you're trying to reach and you inject a bit of gender equality as well because we always know that women run businesses perform better this is scientific they outperform their male round male run counterparts. So there you go, Microsoft learning to follow the trends and, and, and definitely as a dominant company, it will entrench its position much further.